Hey everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. I'm so excited about this episode, one, because it's been so long, and two, um, I really feel like what I want to talk about today, um, the Lord has really dealt with me in this issue, so I know that um, I'm not the only one who's been through something like this. So let me just give you a backstory. So today, I went to the dollar store with me and my son, I just needed to pick a few things up. This dollar store is close to my house and it's kind of like the only store that's in the area. So it's like always busy. And so I got everything I needed and I was in line. Maybe it was like three or four people maybe in front of me and then maybe three more people behind me. And so um, a guy walked in and he, I guess it was with his wife and he's like, I'm just going to get in line because I know by the time you get what you need, I'll still be in line. And then another lady walked up behind him, and she's like, why y'all only got one register open? And you can hear both ladies at the same time, like, we have two open, because there's only two in the store, so the dollar store is not that big. And um, she's like, yeah, because people, I'm, I'm ready to get out of here. And then, so the man started carrying on. Like, pretty much, they were just complaining about having to wait in line. And here I am thinking to myself, I'm like, y'all, it's only two registers in the whole store. I mean, they, it's not like, you know, they're not moving as fast as they can. And so um, it kind of bothered me for a minute. I was like, they just really need some patience. And so I got to thinking and I remember, um, at you know, once upon a time, like that was me. Like I was always in a rush and, you know, felt like people wasn't moving fast enough. And, you know, people want to carry a conversation. I'm like, nah, let, hurry up, let's go. Um, one time I, it was years ago. I was, I think I was going to vote. I don't remember what election it was. I was going to vote. I was trying to do it before work. So, um, naturally I was in a rush cause I'm always rushing to work, but, um, we were in line. They have us voting by, by the first letter of our last name the line. And then they say, you know, everybody with the last name, such and such moved to this line. And, you know, there was an older lady behind me and I don't know why I just, sometimes I just assume like, you know, old people, not old, not a lot of old people, but just sometimes people are grumpy. So I looked at the lady behind me, I was like, they just got us moving to another line just to wait again. And she looked at me and she smiled. She said, you know, sometimes we just have to operate in fruits of the spirit. And that has always stuck with me. And ever since then, you know, I, um, if I'm find myself getting anxious or antsy, I just remember, you know, you have to operate in fruits of the fruits of the spirit. And of course, one of the fruits of the spirit is patience. Um, Galatians 5 and 22 says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So, I just kind of want to talk about how it's so important as um Christians, you know, people of God to really operate in one in that important fruit of patience. Um for one, you know, when we go into the world, we are supposed to be the light of the world, the salt of the earth. We are supposed to be, it's supposed to be, you know, they're supposed to see something different about us. It's supposed to want to draw people to Christ from the way we act and how we care ourselves. Matthew uh, 5, 13 through 16 says, you are the salt of the earth, but what good is the salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled 
underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp or puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. And that I read that verse a while ago in a um devotion on the Bible app I was reading. I just kind of, it's one of the ones that I really try to commit to memory, you know, just be the salt of the earth, be the light of the world. And just to expound upon that verse some more, um, I just want to read a little commentary um, from those verses that's in my Bible. It says, if a seasoning has no flavor, it has no value. If Christians make no effort to affect the world around them, they are of little value to God. If we are too much like the world, we are worthless. Christians should not blend in with everyone else. Instead, we should affect others positively just as seasoning brings out the best flavor in food. Can you hide a city that is sitting on top of a mountain? Its light and night can be seen for miles. If we live for Christ, we glow like lights, showing others what Christ is like. <clears throat> we hide our lights when we want being quiet when we should speak Two, going along with the crowd three denying the light four letting sin dim our light five not explaining our light to others and six ignoring the needs of others be a beacon of truth don't shut your light off from the rest of the world and so I just thought about that. I mean, I didn't know the lady or the man and they like I said, they were a few people behind me. And had I would have been closer, you know, I probably would have said something um, just to kind of let my light shine and saying like, you know, oh, they're doing the best they can. It is pretty busy, you know, something like that. But they were kind of far away. And I don't want to use that as an excuse. But um, I just really realized, you know, if, if I if that was me and, you know, I'm being impatient, so I would want someone to tell me and just kind of make the situation different and not, you know, go along with being negative. <clears throat> so, um, another reason why I um, feel like, you know, it's so important for us to operate our patience is we can't love properly if we don't have patience. You know, first Corinthians 13 to four, the very first part of that verse says, love is patient. If you love someone, you're going to have to be patient with them. You know, people make us mad. They, they, they say stuff and do stuff that may get on our nerves and we still have to love them. You know, God is so gracious to us. His grace and his mercy are new with every morning. He's constantly forgiving us. So of course we have to forgive others and that's going to take patience because, you know, people are going to mess up. They're going to do things. We, we have to be patient with them. Even Psalms 103, 8 says, the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Steadfast love is like that firm, un unmovable type love. And that's how we have to be with others. I know, um, for myself, I, I can real, I know when I'm not being patient with my husband because it'll be where, everything he says or does will aggravate me and I'm just, you know, I'm going off or I'm being mean or I'm being short. And that's when I know I need to just spend more time listening to the Holy Spirit or being slow to react and really processing things. Just like in Proverbs fifteen eighteen says, a hot tempered man stirs up strife, but he who is slow to anger quiets contention. You know, if you really are, if you really wanting to be patient you if you think about it you're not gonna just always 
if you listen to someone talk, you're not just, you know, in your mind, focused, thinking about what you're going to say next. You know, you're going to process and you're going to be patient and trying to diffuse the situation and not make it worse than what it already is. Another reason why I believe it's not good to be anxious and not operate in patience is because it can cause us to miss out on the things that God has for us. Marie, um, a part of a story in the Bible um, where someone didn't wait on the Lord. It says, meanwhile, Saul stayed at Gilgal and his men were trembling with fear. Saul waited there seven days for Samuel as Samuel had instructed him earlier, but Samuel still didn't come. Saul realized that his troops were rapidly slipping away. So he demanded, bring me the burnt offering and the peace offering. And Saul sacrificed the burnt offering himself. Just as Saul was finishing up with the burnt offering, Samuel arrived. Saul went out to meet and welcomed him. But Samuel said, what is this you have done? Saul replied, I saw my men scattering from me. You didn't arrive when you said you would. And the Philistines are at Michmash ready for battle. So I said, the Philistines are ready to march against us at Gilgal. And I haven't even asked the Lord for help. So I felt compelled to offer the burnt offering myself before you came. How foolish, Samuel exclaimed. You have not kept the command the Lord your God has gave you. You have kept, had you kept it, the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. But now your kingdom must end, for the Lord has sought out a man after his own heart. The Lord has already appointed him to be leader of his people because you have not kept the Lord's command. So um, just a little backstory. Uh, Saul and his men were waiting to fight the Philistines and his, his, the armies were getting scared. They were waiting on Samuel, but Samuel told Saul, wait for me and before, um, to do, to do the offerings. And Saul, instead of, you know, being patient, he did it himself and disobeyed God. So in turn, you know, his kingdom over Israel had to end. And that, I think we get so focused on, you know, people and I got to do this now and I got to hear up and move because I know people going to think and we end up rushing into stuff and this, we're disobeying God and we're outside of his will and we can easily, you know, miss out on, on that good thing that he has for us all because we couldn't wait. And I always think about, you know, um, in the verse where it says, as soon as he finished, Samuel showed up, you know, if, if he would have just waited a little longer, you know, the outcome would have been different, but he, but he didn't. And I just think that not just when we're in the store or, you know, when there's something going on, but, you know, even when we're waiting on the Lord, like we have to, you know, be a, be of good courage in our waiting. Um, Romans 12, 12 says, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation and be constant in prayer. Philippians 4, 6 says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. <clears throat> at your request be make your request be known to God. It it says it all throughout the Bible. You know, when we get anxious, we just need to pray like, Lord, I'm I'm waiting on you. This this thing that I'm dealing with, you know, it it doesn't catch God by surprise. You just have to bring it to him. Bring it to him and he will give you peace. One of the names of God is Jehovah Shalom, and that just means he's the God of peace. 
and peace is what we need in in those times of being anxious. I know for me, when you know I'm just ready to make a move and do something, but you know I have to remind myself I don't want to be outside of God's will. I don't want to disobey, and you know miss out on that thing that God has for me. So, um, that was just my my little spill, and I do want to say, um. If you are struggling with being anxious and, and, and not having patience, don't try to think of ways that, you know, you can be more patient because you didn't make you so you can't fix you. You it, it just patience comes from spending time with the Holy Spirit. That's why it's called it one of the fruits of the spirit. You know, just getting up every day. Good morning, Holy Spirit. You know, what are we doing today? What what would what would you have me to do? Listening to that small still voice inside of you saying, you know, you need to say this or don't say this. Go here, do there and it 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 may seem like sometimes silly to to seek the holy spirit on everything but that's that's what god wants that's why the holy spirit lives on the inside of us because he's the advocate he's our helper and it can keep us from making those bad decisions or saying those things that we regret or just not acting like christians and being the salt and being the light so that's it for today um thank you guys again for tuning in i love you all and i'll talk to you on the next episode